productive day well i'm sorry yeah gotta be fully productive fully productive is almost impossible it's like full unemployment it never actually happens (laughs) (laughs) well what are we doing today you know something we've been talking about doing that we've been meaning to do between the two of us for weeks and we just haven't done it we're going to talk about D &D. D &D. now last time we left off it was with your group, right? Yes. We had escaped the death house, and we had made our way into Barovia, and I had knocked out the innkeeper. You knocked out the innkeeper? He was a jerk. Okay. He had it coming. All right. So, that's your group. We're going to talk about the other group right now for the beginning. Okay. If I get enough time, I might start with your group, too. But pretty much what happens is they wake up while you guys are pretty much sleeping. Because you got it there, like, four in the morning. Yeah. Five in the morning. So... They were already asleep. They woke up around six, seven in the morning. So it was like just right off. It's just just yeah. full missing. At this time, they're looking around. They're trying to. They're getting their food. They're getting stuff ready. And one of the guys he says there was a bell that just chimed once, and they haven't. Bell hasn't actually rung ever since from the church. I want to go and check the church out. Okay. So they decide. Okay, we'll go to check out the church. But I want to go and also go shopping. So the guy wants to go shopping. So I'm like, okay. Well, I, I, I just, I don't say anything really. I, just, I let them decide that they're going to split up for a bit. So a couple of guys go shopping, and then another couple go to the church. Mm-hmm. They go to the church and they open the door. And as soon as they open the door, the priest is hanging from the belfry. Whoops. Yes. So that that chime was, and you actually heard the chime too. Right. But that chime was him hanging himself. I don't think I ever told you that part. No, I don't know. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's what happened. The priest was pretty much distraught because they killed his son, who was the vampire. Yeah, I was going to say, the vampire. Let's not... I did say (laughs) it's because he was a vampire. But yes, they killed his son. You want to get really technical. Vampires are undead. Yes. His son was already dead. We'll we'll skip that for now. (laughs) (laughs) So they they leave the church and they go back to the inn to get something to eat for breakfast. Because they don't realize how to use ration jet. (laughs) <laughs> it's a learning curve on this game yeah i know so they go back to the inn they get some food but the innkeeper wasn't there but the innkeeper's wife was so they got the food from the innkeeper's wife where was the innkeeper locked up in your room <laughs> hogtied and gagged yes <laughs> and the other two that were going shopping they went and they bought some extra provisions they had a couple of extra items they wanted to get and then they walked out and they saw the old lady again now this was the old lady from the first time they walked into the village selling pies okay. telling them where the end was and stuff like that so i saw this old lady again again no one else is in town except for the old lady everyone always pretty much has their doors shuttered and they don't want to do anything and so the old lady says oh what are you guys going to do and they he said well we are going to take the governor's daughter to vistanti the vistanti no vistanti is the people sorry Velaki. they're going to take them know. to yes. Velaki because the governor of Velaki they assume will take care of Irina. Right. And she says, oh, well, you need some provisions on your way. You should buy some pies. And they're like, okay, 
fine. If there's four people in our group, we'll buy four pies. Pies are good travel eating. Pies are great travel eating. <laughs> so they buy four pies, and they're okay. They start to get on the road. They go back to the meet of the rest of the group. But by this time, what it was was the wizard was with the group at this time. And he says, I was with a few other people in the maze. I want to make sure that they're okay. I'm concerned about them. I want to make sure everything's good. I'm going to stay behind to see if I can try and find anything out, find out what happened. Okay. So they said, okay, that's good. Did you want to take the pie with you? He says, no, no, I'm okay. You guys can have it for the extra part of the journey. I'm in the town. I can get more food if I need to. I'm good. Okay, good. So now it's just three of the people going off in this journey. This is our paladin, our cleric, and our warlock. They're heavy on the magic users. Heavy on the magic users, yes. Well, the other one, <laughs> the fourth in the group, is the wizard. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the wizard stays back, and the other group just has to go on the road. They get on the road. They get on the road, and they start walking, and they meet up with a group of other travelers. These other travelers tell them that the roads are actually getting dangerous. There's a lot of bandits on the road. Fun. Yes. <laughs> and to be careful, they offered them uh, some support and some aid. The group agreed to take some, and they gave them some more rations. To go because, again, they still haven't learned how to use them yet, but they know that they have them. <laughs> so they get on the road a little further, and they keep on walking down the road. And at a point, there's like a windmill over to the side, and they see the windmill. Like, oh, okay. But they just keep on walking. <laughs> uh, but the windmill is important for later it's, on. It's like these guys have never played Skyrim before. No, no. So they go further on, and they hear some people, something is like rustling in the woods in the back, but they ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> they keep on going, and then they run into pretty much a maze of needle blights. Oh. And the needle blights were pretty much protecting the road. They had vines going all crisscrossing across the road, and the and the people that were trying to get through it, they're like, oh, we're just going to cut our way through the vines to get our way. No, Needle Blades did not like that. Yeah, this is, it's the equivalent of Murder Hobo. <laughs> yes. And they started just coming out, like, one after another, popping, popping, popping. Needle Blades just kept on popping up there. And they finally learned, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so they talked their way out of the way with the Needle Blades, so we won't do anything again. We'll, we'll find a way to walk around the vines so that we don't hurt your children or anything to that nature. And they finally, the Needle Blades agree. They let them go, keep on going further down. All of a sudden, they see this guy runs up to them. And he's like running scared, pretty much just scared crapless. <laughs> and he's like, bandits, bandits are on the road. Gotta get off. The bandits are coming after us. And they just murder him. <laughs> Thinking that, okay, that this guy was the bandit, but no, no. He was just a scared, oh, okay. scared uh, guy running. So they, misunderstanding. So they start walking a little further and all of a sudden... They stop and they look uh, around and like, okay, there might be some bandits. We don't know. The cleric was like, okay, there could be animals in the in the forest. I have talked to animals and I'm going to cast that upon myself so I can be able to, to communicate. I did see some squirrels because they did a perception check. They saw some squirrels on the road. So they're like, okay, I'm going to go check and talk with one of the squirrels, see what's going on. He walks into, just steps foot into the woods like one bit. Shink, 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 shink. Hours just flew right down. He died instantaneously. It was literally, I wrote a quick 20, and I got like a 95 or a 96, oh. and he died instant. Now, wait, are we talking reduced to zero? And reduced to, to zero, has to do death saves. Okay. So he did, now I allow you guys a good amount of death saves. Uh, yeah. And I I also allow you guys a good amount of death, death saves if you're using the healing packs too. Right. But I did give you a limit, I did give them a limit of 
two healing packs in total. So it's standard amount of death, si death saves, which is three rolls, and two more attempts to healing packs, which I, I'm also doing. Should only be one roll per healing pack, but I allow three rolls per healing pack, just like a regular death save. Yeah. So, so you, yeah, that's a lot of rolls. That's nine. Yeah. That's nine. He failed on eight <laughs> of the nine. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, but he survived finally. <laughs> they dragged him away from the forest area. Just a little bit, just so that he, because they were afraid they were in the range of right. arrow shots. So, quick question. Yeah. If you have it on good authority that there's bandits in the woods, is it a good idea to walk into the woods and burn a spell slot on animal talking? No. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a it's wise not, use of your resources. It's not. <laughs> it's not. But they did. And I got to roll a D100 to see how many bandits there were going to be. Oh, wow. 55. Well, bandits are like fodder. There's like well, right. I mean, you can one shot them, but still. Yeah. But fifty five bandits. So they they healed him back up. They actually took a short rest to you know, get themselves ready to back, and they actually got he got his spell slot back because of the short rest. Okay, that was generous of you, by the way. I letting them have the short rest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I was very generous of me on that one because <laughs> <laughs> I was also I was a I was like oh my god I just killed someone on this. <laughs> third on his third day of playing the game well and i just killed some don't you always tell us this is your main job is to kill us no i told you that was sam's main job oh okay my main job was to make sure you guys had fun oh but yes this the dnd's main job is to make sure that a you have fun mm -hmm. b you're getting an entertaining story right and c make it difficult for you to play but i don't feel that the third part is make sure you die is not a yeah, right. it needs to be it's you get hurt yes right it's a it's got to be a challenge yes but it's also the reason why i said it's his third day playing <laughs> they don't really know what they're doing yet Obviously. and that's and that's the reason why i gave so many save throws now if you ask me for the healing pack it's one save throw per healing pack right. and i've changed i did change that upon well like you said we we know a lot more about what we're doing now yes you were a bunch of noobs yeah a bunch of noobs <laughs> why i'm glad i had the fighter though yes it's not a complicated character to play no no not at all he was playing a cleric so they're a little more complicated yeah anyways they start going in and they get all their equipment ready ready to go into the fight they get in there and they see 55 bandits <laughs> uh, they start fighting a little so they come in in waves so they're not coming in like all at once well it would it, it just as a mechanic standpoint it would be physically impossible for 55 people to attack three people all at once yes Yes, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you sent them. The, you sent them in waves, though. So. I did send them in waves, and they start fighting, and they start trying to get. And then they, then they're like, "We can't handle this. Is too many. We cannot handle this many bandits." And they start to run, and they actually run past the bandits. They get. They able to get past all the bandits. Wow. And the bandits are now running after them. And at this time, that noise that was coming out of the woods, yeah, jumps out, and it's actually the thief. Now, the thief was with his group, but it, what it was was thief never went to bed. The thief actually jumped out of his window in the middle of the night thinking that he was just going to, because he stole all the money from you guys anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and he thought, okay, I've stolen all the money from everyone in this group. I'm going to go, you know, run away and just try to run off. But when he started running off, he saw the other group. He's like, I'm going to sneak in just to see what's going on. So he stayed out of the way of the Needleblights by walking out of the, you know, in the back of the woods. So the Needleblights never saw him. Right. And when he was walking and then he saw the bandits and he was like, okay, well, I can't do anything with the bandits too. So he has to run away too. So he started running with the other group and he's like, I have a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bomb, boys. 
And he takes a bomb and throws it. And that bomb killed about, you want to say, two-thirds of the bandits? Wow. Because they were all pretty much clustered together. Right. And so the bandits were pretty much clustered together, running around. And he throws, and I just have to do a whole bunch of rows to see what happens. Bandits' health is so low right. that any it's, small amount is yeah, just going to kill. It's like kill. under 10. Yeah. So it's just, they're going to get, if they got hit, they're going to die. Right. So not all of them got hit, but a lot of them died. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, now that we killed all these bandits, it's actually a little more reasonable. We can actually start, you know, and, and they're still like sort of staggered. So they're not in the same amount of waves. So they start going in and start fighting and killing. And they finally kill all of the bandits. <laughs> But yeah, that was my one of my first tweaks of the game was I wanted them to fight a mass amount. Yeah. And I wanted them to see how to how to play as a team. And that's that is yeah. I did something similar to you guys though. Which time was that? With the Ani? The big large creature that you couldn't kill. Oh yeah. We'll get to that as yeah, as less yeah, later. We'll get there. But I mean it's it's one of those things where you can read about your character all you want mm-hmm. and you can know exactly how to use your character. But yeah, if you're not fighting together as a unit it's He's, not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you might have success, but then your teammates are going to die and you're going to get overwhelmed. Exactly. So the point was trying to get them to work as a team, trying to get them to use the equipment and items that they had. I actually had a point to the thief that he has a bomb. <laughs> and then once he had the bomb, he was home almost. He was like, I need to make more of these. <laughs> you know, Kyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Light fingers, lots of big ideas. Yes, yes. So they then they killed all the thieves, and they're like, oh, well, these are bandits. They're going to have money on them. <laughs> and yes, well, there's 55 bandits. They have lots of money. Yeah. They came out pretty pretty wealthy. Also, after the thieves stole all your money. I was going to say, so their group is doing way better with money than my group. Yes, they are. It's fair. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so after they got all the items and equipment, they finally gather everything up. They decide to go to a clearing and take a long rest. Good idea. And they get the long rest. The day's gone through. Then, oh, sorry, the night's gone through. They did the the watching, you know, with the rotations, and everything was fine. There really was no nothing that happened on that night watch. And then they started walking, and they saw that there was a figure on the side of the road. And this is a figure sitting in with the robes and cloaked up. And they walk up to the figure, and they speak to him. This was. It looked like it was a human. But he was actually with a raven's head. Trollop. Were raven. <laughs> so there was a rare ra- raven. Now the, the cult of the were ravens was something that is in Velaki, and, and so they were gotten some instructions to go and speak to the head of the were ravens. Okay. When they got to Velaki, they needed to go to the pub that was there, so they could be able to go find. Right. So they get into Velaki. They go to the inn. And they get their rooms for the nights because it was it was pretty much a long journey. There really wasn't any. The only encounter was with the other guy on the road. Okay. But this is two days now. Yeah. So you guys didn't wake up until like around noon. Well, it was a late night. It was a late night. It was four in the morning. So around noon, you guys woke up. We were stuck in a death house for three days. Yes. Oh, give me one one moment. Gotta go back for a moment. That's cool. <clears throat> I guess they didn't know how to use the, eat their rations yet. <laughs> so when they decided to take the long rest after the bandits, we're going to eat the pies. Okay. So everyone but the thief ate a pie. Okay. So they ate the pies. They went to sleep the next night. First thing in the morning, I had to have them roll a constitution safe. Now, the warlock passed. The paladin and the cleric did not. Okay. And they were high. <laughs> oh, so high. 
<laughs> Which is why it took them so long to go from the long rest of the bandits to the <laughs> right to get to Vlaki because well, they were high for about three, four hours after they woke up. Because then they had to keep uh, each hour. I had them do a, a new Constitution save, and they were finally what it was was the first Constitution save made it so that you didn't have you didn't get high the next morning. The others were because uh, it was a lower save throw on it. You game over your affection. <laughs> So this is something that's going to be stored for later on within them. Yeah. <laughs> so back to your guys now. You wake up, you try to untie the innkeeper, and you talk sweet nothings in his air to try to keep him from, from kicking you out. <laughs> and he agrees to not press charges, but you'd have to leave. Uh, yeah, I, ro- I rolled a good intimidation check. You did. You came out of your room and you saw the monk was there. Mm-hmm. You saw the druid was there. Yep. Saw the ranger was there, but you didn't see the thief. And you're like, "Where is he? What in the world happened to him?" <laughs> well, we already explained what happened to him, but yeah. you guys had no but idea. We didn't know. And they walked down the stairs and they saw the wizard actually was in the inn because he was looking for them. And he says, "Oh, here you guys are. I'm gonna let the other group know that we found you." And Someone in your group was like, how are you going to do that? And he's like, well, I have the scroll of communication. I have one, and I gave the other one to the paladin. So I can write in the scroll of communication to let them know what happened. Which is pretty handy. Yes. It was something I found on D&D Beyond. This. It's not something in the game, technically. It's something that was made up by another person. It was a homebrew that they kind of... Yeah. It was actually it was pretty good. That way I could be able to have the two separate groups, but you know, in case of something like, like this happens, yeah. like, you can be able to communicate with each other so you can have some knowledge of what's happened right and the other groups although supposedly no one's ever really told anyone anything i think it's kind of assumed that we do yes <laughs> you love that don't you i love it but no <laughs> but you guys get up you gotta you go to the inn you ask the innkeeper's wife if you can get some food and then the innkeeper comes down and he's like no they're out of here now <laughs> <laughs> so you get out you walk out of the out of the room and then you ask if you can go shopping I'll let you go shopping. So you guys go shopping, but then you realize you have no money. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, damn it. <laughs> Stupid gnome. <laughs> and you're now leaving Barovia, even though old lady wouldn't give you pies for free. So you don't you guys don't get any pies. No darn. You don't get to be high on the side of the road. Yes. The one thing that you you did have and you knew was you had the deed for a windmill. So you wanted to, you guys actually wanted to go and take a look at what the windmill was. Makes sense. Uh, you started walking on the road, and again, you met up with pretty much some other travelers, and they said that the road is dangerous. You gotta be careful. And you took their warning with heed. <laughs> Everyone got their ready, got their weapons out ready, and start, you know, just pretty much walking down with the weapons bared. Right. Well. So on the middle of the road, you started walking, and you ran into some scarecrows, and you killed them. <laughs> now the scarecrows had, I, I added this in. This I think wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> the scarecrows had a ability to make a secret pretty much teleportation right which i just blatantly stole from the wheel of time <laughs> well there's a lot of good stuff in the wheel of time folks you should read the wheel of time yes Honestly. but i stole that from the wheel of time but it was not really it was a combination of the ways mm-hmm. with traveling yeah um so i i kind of made you guys walk through the darkness in the ways and you had him roll save throws is to see if you were able to walk in the darkness. Now, this was a magical darkness, so no one was able to see anything. Right. And even if you had the 60-foot you know, dark vision, it didn't matter because it was magical darkness. Right. So you're walking down the ways, and then you know people fall off. 
when people fall off, then I just I, I marked off where it was on my map where you were going to be falling off. And they fell off on at these locations. And they ended up, one group was pretty much right outside the windmill. Mm-hmm. And the other group was just a little further north of the windmill. But they, saw, they were able to see the windmill, so they were like, you know what, we need to get to the windmill. So then you decided to try to converge with each other. Right. This is where we're going to stop right now. All right. So we will continue the story at another day. Good, because the windmill was fun. The windmill was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> By that we mean it was a horrible time. It was a great time. <laughs> but there's been some news coming out. Not a lot. I did see that Rafe Juckins actually did get to Prague. Good. So Juckins there. I don't know about Sarah or Daniel Haney. Cause I, I believe Daniel is also in, um, yeah, in L.A. Based out of L.A. Yeah. So some actors, I think, still might, or um, Sarah as a production assistant yeah. um, or writer. Isn't she basically like the, the Watt guru that they keep on set to make sure that they're not totally jacking the story up? Yeah, yeah. She's like, she a, keeps everything consistent. She a, keeps everything. AKA she's the most important person on the set. Yes, and this is why we keep on talking about Sarah Nakamura because yes. <laughs> she's very important. <laughs> she's not an actor. She's not a director, she, but she's very important. She's a Wheel of Time nerd. <laughs> yes. But it, it actually is a really, it's good to know that they hired somebody just to be a Wheel of Time nerd on the set. Yes. To make sure that any change, because I mean, we know there's going to be changes. Rafe Judkins has said there's going to be, ugh. Rafe Judkins has said there's going to be changes. Brandon Sanderson has alluded to some changes. We know they're coming, mm-hmm. but I feel like there, there was always going to be changes. Yes. When you go to it from a page medium to a visual medium. There's going to be needed. Always. Changes. But that's the, some news from the Wheel of Time. I came across a rumor. This is just a rumor. Rumors are fun. I sent the series of text yesterday. Yes. Gates McFadden, Beverly Crusher. Mm-hmm. She's stated interest that she wants to be in Picard. That's all there is. She has stated interest that she wants to be in Picard. She thinks that there is more to the story of Beverly and Picard. And anybody who has watched Star Trek The Next Generation at all knows that there is more to that story. Oh, yes. Very much so. <laughs> Especially in when the last episode of the series, there was a future timeline where they were married and divorced already. Yes. So, so that was something I saw last night. I was like, oh, I got to get this to Jason. He's got, <laughs> he's got to see it. Even though, again, it's just a rumor. Right. And it's just the fact that they're saying that she is interested. They're not saying that she's going to be in it. They're not saying that filming is done or anything like that. Right. They're just saying that McFadden is interested. And that's that is that's good to know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't need a deep storyline. I would. I like appearances. Mm-hmm. Like the Riker appearance. Yeah. The Troy appearance. Yeah. I thought those were good. The Spiner appearances. I'm sorry, Data. The Data appearances. Those were pretty good. Yeah. Seven of Nine was more of an active player in the entire thing. Seven of Nine cool. was, was a key role in the, in the, in yeah. the thing. Now, what I really want, which granted we're probably not going to get, I want to see some Deep Space Nine people. Well, they can bring in Worf. They could do Worf. And if they bring in Worf, they could bring in Dax. Warp and Dax aren't together. No, I know, but still a connection. Yeah, there's a connection. I think, you know what, folks, prediction time. I think we're going to see Dax in Discovery Season 3. Because if you watch the preview that they put out for Season 3. I actually haven't. Uh, you see something that looks like a Trill Pond. Okay. And while it would not be Esri Dax, mm-hmm. the symbiote Dax has already been alive for, you know, seven lifetimes. Yes, yes. The symbiote Dax can definitely, definitely be there. Now, the other thing is... We already saw something from D- DS9 there already. We did. We we saw a what I can only assume is a franchise of Quark's Bar. 
And by that, I think we can, might be able to see a Quark. I would love it if we saw Quark. Yeah. Quark was great. Quark or his brother. Rom, the Grand Magus. Yes. I don't think we're going to see Rom's son, though. I Yeah, I don't think so. And it's too bad. Um, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Rom's son, Nog, was played by Aaron Eisenberg, who died mm-hmm. unexpectedly yeah. last year. Um, and it's too bad because he was the first Varangian Starfleet, and that would have been a great story to follow up on. It, it, it would have, and that's but that's the only reason why I'm saying I don't think right. we would, because I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want them to recast. Not, not, not at this time. It's, no, it's too soon. Yeah, I mean, a mention, I, I'd, I'd love a mention, but a mention of it saying that he was there, that he might have gotten killed in some, in some way. Yeah. But I, I don't want, I don't want him to be tarnished as an actor. Right. By taking someone else to portray his role, right? Yes, my thought, my feeling. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's it's just too soon after Eisenberg's death to, to throw something in like that. But, but that's our quick news. I've been your geek Scott. I have been your geek Jason. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> <laughs>